Hi, I'm Tammy Hicks-Jackson. Welcome to my podcast. I am a Christian pastor in the United Methodist tradition, and this podcast covers a variety of topics. You may find anything from Bible study and devotions to yoga and meditation from a Christian perspective to my thoughts on Christian leadership and the church. Look for the descriptions and the tags for each episode to find what you're interested in. And thanks for taking this journey with me. Let's jump into this episode. This week we're reading Genesis chapters 41 through 50. When we left off at the end of chapter 40 last week, Joseph is still in jail. Even though the cupbearer promised to remember him, he doesn't. Chapter 41 begins a full two years later. Pharaoh has a dream that cannot be interpreted by any of their interpreters, and the cupbearer fondly remembers Joseph. So forgotten Joseph gets his chance. When he interprets the dream, he predicts a famine coming, and Pharaoh puts him in charge of preparing all of Egypt for the famine that is coming. Beginning in chapter 42, we see that the famine is quite widespread. Even Joseph's family, his father and brothers, are suffering, and they come. And we enter into what is a long, kind of convoluted story of Joseph seeing who they are now. Have they grown? Have they changed? Do they regret what they did to him? Are they good people, or have they gotten worse? And he tries them. And it takes a long journey for them to get to the point to where they reconcile. There's a lot of distrust on both parts. Now, there's distrust on the part of the brothers because they don't know who Joseph is. They think he's long since gone. If you sold a brother off into slavery, you would expect them to die, not to have ever made it into this kind of authoritative position. And sometimes if we've heard this story since childhood, we forget what a horrible story this is. This goes far beyond just sibling rivalry. This is a group of brothers selling a brother into slavery. I have to remind myself to remain horrified over what happens. Finally, in verse in chapter 45, Joseph reveals himself and the whole family comes to settle in Egypt where there is food. The Bible tells us that there are 67 members of Jacob's family that come. And this doesn't include the sons' wives and all of their servants and entourage. So it's we gave us a very specific number. And in just the next sentence, it says there are 70 members of Jacob's clan. That would include Joseph and his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. So the total here is 70. Remember that number for when we get to the point where the Israelites leave Egypt, how much they have grown. The Egyptians had a cultural dislike for shepherds. They didn't like keepers of livestock. So Joseph wants them to be sure to say that's who they are because the fact that the land of Goshen was perfect for keeping livestock made it less desirable for the Egyptians to live there. And Pharaoh actually gives them more than Joseph asked for. Joseph asked for place for his family to live, to take care of the livestock, to, to survive for the rest of the famine. And Pharaoh says, not only that, you can keep my livestock for which they would have been paid. So it worked out good for both of them. Pharaoh and the Egyptians don't have to do what they don't like doing. And the descendants of Jacob actually will flourish and prosper because of it. 
We see throughout chapter 47 that Joseph conducts some shrewd business for Pharaoh. First, he has people come and buy the grain that they have stored up. So Pharaoh becomes rich from gathering their money. When they run out of money, he trades them grain for livestock. So Pharaoh becomes the owner of enormous amounts of livestock, which his family is caring for and getting paid to do. And finally, when they still need grain, he sells them, he buys their land. So they go from being abundant homeowners with livestock to being sharecroppers for the Pharaoh over the course of this famine. Um, And engaging in this shrewd kind of business would have made Joseph very valuable to the household of Pharaoh. When Jacob passes away, we see that he still believes in God's covenant promise made with his grandfather Abraham. He tells them that when they leave Egypt, he wants his body to be taken from that place and taken with them. Then chapters 48 and 49 become deathbed blessings. We see deathbed blessings for the 12 sons of Jacob, who will become the 12 tribes of Israel. And we see that he elevates the sons of Joseph from um, to the status of sons instead of grandsons. This was in a little bit of jeopardy because these would have been children who are half Egyptian. And yet Jacob takes them in to the Hebrew people as being fully part of their family. In chapter 50, Jacob, whose name is now Israel, Um, is buried. And this is the most elaborate funeral that is recorded in the Bible. Once their father is dead, the brothers begin to worry that Joseph will now seek revenge on them. Without the father to be the go-between, perhaps now he will kill them and take everything that they have. And I think it's a really, really wonderful confession that he makes there um, in verse 20 of chapter fifty. Let me turn over there. He says, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do me harm, God intended it for good. So we are reminded that even when other people do things to us that are supposed to be intended to hurt us, God will always be working for our good and on our behalf for good things. And then when the chapter ends, Joseph, too, passes away, but he continues to believe in that covenant promise as well and makes them promise to take his body with them when they leave. Joseph, when he dies, is embalmed and buried as an Egyptian. So I find it interesting in my head to think about the people of of Israel, the Hebrew people fleeing Egypt later at the time of the first Passover um, and being carried out. They carry out an Egyptian um, ancestor from, from a tomb. And with this, Genesis, which literally means the beginning, comes to an end. And the first book of the Bible, the foundational story upon which everything else will be built, comes to a conclusion. These are the things that jumped out at me. What jumped out to you?